where all my children are the light, born in the sinning, but steady striving to do right. My people are warriors, all we know is to fight, praying, they see God and everything I write. So, for everybody who is new to this, we're still true to this. This is On One with Angela Rides, a masterclass series. And where we only learn from the best, the masters, and today's master is Willard Smith, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my friend, and he is, um, I call him Willie Llama, (laughs) Um, I'm sure in this this interview, in this training, he's going to teach me how to act today. Yes. And I am so excited about that, but I also thought that we could just engage in some conversation first. Yeah. Um, because I just think it's important. So one of the things I really wanted to do with this is, um, you know, this 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 moment in quarantine has given us um, space for those of us who are not essential workers, for those of us who have not fallen ill to reset in a lot of ways. Um, And so I'm like, you know, I really want to make sure that I'm creating opportunity and space for people to do things they've never done, but they've always wanted to do. Um, And so one thing that I can say about the acting piece is that (laughs) I... Um, I was in drama class. I took three years of drama in high school. Oh, okay. I wrote, I wrote a play in my day. Oh. <laughs> you and, um, your little August Wilson zone? Well, I wasn't quite August Wilson. <laughs> wasn't quite August Wilson. I, I'm not. I'm not quite there. But <laughs> but I will tell you that what I've learned over time, Will, is mm-hmm. acting from watching some of your stuff too. Mm-hmm. seems to be like another layer of therapy for people that want to go like to the advanced level. And for yeah. me, because I really enjoy conversing with people from a host standpoint, I feel like it would make me a better host to know yeah. how to act and connect with people in a different way. So what do you, what do you think about that? Oh, no, absolutely. So um, let's, let's first start with, with like a, de- a definition, right? So acting essentially you're you're watching a person perform actions. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, that's that's all it is. Situations present themselves and a person takes actions. So acting is performing actions. So where do the actions come from? The actions come from internal impulses that we have in our reaction to the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Right. So. What an actor learns how to do is to simulate a good actor. You learn how to simulate in an authentic way the reaction to the fantasy circumstances that have been presented. Mm-hmm. So in its simplest form, in order to do that, you just study, you watch, you pay attention to human beings. That's a big part of acting. You just watch what human beings do. And you keep what we call a toolbox and you just have a toolbox of emotional um, perceptions that you can call on in any given circumstance. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, what, what people, bad actors try to show the audience what they're thinking and feeling and great actors internalize and you just learn how to take yourself to the emotional space that the character is in. You learn how to relate. You learn how to have 
compassion and understanding for someone who believes things that you don't believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you 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 learn to understand what makes a human being do what they do. So that's really all it is. You look at a scene and you just want to understand and why I think acting would be good for you is you make an a, make a living on your opinion. Right? Acting, you have to completely discard your opinion and totally open yourself open yourself up to the emotional comprehension of someone else's plight no matter how despicable or foolish it may be to you there's no such thing as a foolish point of view as an actor there are places you may not want to go there are things like like for me it's like um because i learned how to take my mind so deeply into the thoughts and feelings of other people to play a character i don't want to play a pedophile mm-hmm. like i don't want to understand that no right um even like a film like django you know i was going to do django you were yeah i was uh, you know quentin and i you know we met and i was really close on django and I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't do that. I didn't do that. I hated Django. I have a whole think piece, Will. Sorry for this. I interrupted. No, no, this is good. This is what wait, we're doing. Wait, with an opinion after you just told me my explanation. <laughs> but listen, Django, I wrote a think piece. I don't write think pieces about movies. I was so mad at that movie. I want to know yeah. why you did do it, though. I have yeah. to. No, we, 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 can, we can definitely talk about that. For, for me, um, first off, it was, it was, it was Willow. I was in it, so I sat the family down. Because of the psychological space I was going to have to live in to comprehend those atrocities, mm-hmm. Willow was like, you know, Daddy, please don't. Like, wow. Daddy, please don't. Because she, she knew what the, the time around the house would be <laughs> if I was living in that, in that psychological space. Wow. And she was like, I just, I, she was like, daddy, please don't. I don't, I, I don't want to live like that. She's like, I'm good. <laughs> so nah. then I would have had to separate myself and sequester myself from the family to transform my, my mind in, in, in that way. And, and then ultimately, so why I didn't do it. Um, uh, and Quentin and I were, were talking about it and I saw Django as it could have been the greatest black love story in history. Mm-hmm. It could have been the greatest black love story in history. Somebody takes his wife and he trains himself to go and retrieve his wife mm-hmm. through the atrocities of slavery. I was like, that is set up to be the greatest love story that in the in the, the history of of African American cinema, yeah, and Quentin saw it as a vengeance story, yeah, you know, and it's like I just my my heart doesn't live in vengeance in that way, mm-hmm. right? You can take vengeance, but you take vengeance for love, right? And you know, it's just to me that was too it was too critical a story um to make for vengeance you got to make it for love the final moment of that movie 
has to feel like Titanic. Yeah. Dang, you know? I was just about to say, like, I definitely didn't get that. So now I, I appreciate the fact that you're like, this was my perception of how things yeah. went. Yeah. And it is so interesting to see, like, I'm sure there are a lot of times where someone either auditions for a role or they're asked to do a role and their creative um, mind about how the actor should be portrayed is very different from what the director or the screenwriter thinks. Have you ever... Um, Besides Jaco, have you ever not taken a role because of like we just not aligned on? Well, yeah, most know? of the most of the things I say say no to is because I'm not aligned mm-hmm. with with the filmmaker. Um, um, you know, there there are certain uh, there's certain beliefs, um, and there's a there's a mission that I have in the world that I want my work to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, as I'm getting older, I'm sort of expanding the spectrum of things that I will do because everything has its place. Mm-hmm. Right. So I may move a little farther as as I'm becoming more conscious of my beliefs and constructs and I'm becoming more conscious of the, the character of Will Smith that I've created, it's starting to become interesting to me to how far can I expand outside of the the boundaries and limits that I've given myself. And being an actor is a great way to just to to really um, explore those shadows. Um, What's the greatest what's the, the greatest stretch you've had so far in acting? Like, what's the character where you're like, oh, this one was really like outside of my comfort zone? Um, pro- probably seven pounds was, was a pretty big, big stretch for me. Um, uh, the hardest work was Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't a psychological stretch for me and me and Ali believe similar things. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't a big stretch that way, but it was definitely the hardest transformation a- as an actor, uh, more physical on body dialect, learning how to box. Um, uh, but but in terms of understanding what someone is thinking, right? And that that's really what acting is: is how much can you step into someone else's shoes? And the beauty about that as acting is that is the human skill for successful relationships. Yeah. How much can you put aside what you think and what you feel and what your dreams are and what your needs are? How much can you put them aside and deeply and completely understand and have compassion for someone's opposing point of view? Yikes. (laughs) That's hard. I mean, there's some, like you said, where you're not stretching so far. It's like, okay, that's in the fringe of my belief system or that's kind of where I am. But like, you know what I do is some things are, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And I am trying to know what you're talking about. (laughs) That is, that's like the other side of this. So I think that's, um, that's so fascinating. It reminds me my mom says all the time, She's been telling me on my lap. I think she's hoping that I'll get this. <laughs> Angela, the greatest skill you can learn in life is perspective taking. Yep, absolutely. You know? um, it don't necessarily get ratings, you know, 
it don't it doesn't get ratings. It's like people um, people prefer collision and conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the 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 problem with co- collision and conflict is you turn it off when you go home. It's like you got to live. You live in that space, you know, yeah. so it just creates internal conflict, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you live in, in that space. That's what's so hard for military people or for fighters. You know, you 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 come home and, you know, you've been in Syria for 14 weeks. Yeah, It's really hard to walk through Walmart in Peoria and feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just where you take your mind to, you know. So um, in in terms of, you know, you want to fight or you want to love. Yeah. You know? And there's hard decisions that have to get made either way. Is there so you talked about internal conflict for just a moment. Is there um, a transition to getting back to will? after you're coming out of character and does that in and of itself feel like internal conflict? Like do you have to come back to yourself after playing a certain role for a certain amount of time. So, so this is one of the things and I've never talked about, I've never talked about this, right? Breaking news. I've never talked about this and this may, this, this, it may take too long. We may have to do another conversation, but Uh I'll try to talk about it briefly. Um, So method acting, right? So I did method acting on six degrees of separation. And essentially method acting is when you submerge yourself for extended periods of time, confining yourself only to the thoughts of the character, Mm -hmm. right? So at a stretch, when I was doing six degrees of separation, I took nine days without breaking character, right? So... You eat what the character eats. You teach yourself to like the, the, the kinds of people the character likes, the kind of clothes the character likes. And you, you train your mind through blocking out will and only living as the character, right? And it's, it's what Jim Carrey talks about a lot. And when you do that, you realize that Will Smith, Jim Carrey is a character just like the character is a character, right? Wow. It's made up ideas that you say are you. You know, a really Lama moment, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. Right? What you realize is that what you think is you that's so permanent your uh your your uh, your political beliefs um the who you love how you react when people disrespect you you think all of those things are you when you break that perception and you go so far into another character and then it's time to come out and you can't find your old beliefs they're gone you realize that your ego, your personality is a is a construct just like the character is a construct, right? And that's what happened with, with Jim Carrey when he realized Jim Carrey's a fucking character too. And I had a little bit of that experience. I was like, oh shit, Will Smith is a character. 
that if you can totally put on another psychology, Ooh. right? And then when you come out, you can't find your old psychology. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like on Six Degrees of Separation, I fell in love with Stocker Channing. It's like I was cracking up. I was like, what in the hell is wrong with me? I transformed my mind so much. I couldn't shake the character's beliefs. Wow. A part of it became me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized. You know, when you see actors go on movie sets and fall in love and they, they have this whirlwind experience, mm-hmm. you can't look in somebody's eyes over and over and over doing scenes saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I don't want to be with anyone else, you complete me. You know, you do, you, you're, you're programming your mind and you get stuck into those beliefs. And as soon as the thoughts are locked, the emotions follow. Thoughts, emotions, actions, right? So that's the, that's the pattern. Right. So I don't I don't do method acting uh, anymore because you absolutely can totally, completely and thoroughly lose everything that you think is you. Dang. So that's why y'all be crazy. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And what happens with some actors Mm -hmm. is they start to have fun with that. They enjoy how much of themselves they can lose, how much of themselves they can burn, how much of themselves um, they can uh, no longer need. And Mm -hmm. it it is very similar to what in the East is the path of enlightenment, losing yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's scary and it's dangerous. And when the ground falls out, it ain't no fun. Yeah. And that psychological ground falls out. It's horrendous. So if you don't do method acting anymore, so the ground doesn't fall out. Right. What what do you do now? Like how does it do you think that there's a part of you that's like, dang, that character is not as strong because I, you know, didn't engage in the same way? How do you make sure that it's just as a is just just as powerful a performance? So so all right, so the basis of uh, every human action, um, all human behavior is based on desire, mm-hmm. right? So what I would do with you today, we work on the character. Yeah. The first question is, what does she want, right? And you start with a comprehension of what a person wants. That is the, that is the deepest insight into a human being is what do they want? The objective of the character in a scene is everything, mm-hmm. right? So the the initial basis of building any character or dissecting a scene is the combination of desire and obstacle, right? So from the desire, and then you set the obstacle, And now from the world of behavior, this character chooses a specific action to get around the obstacle. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So you you are uh, uh, let me see. Oh, the Eddie, the Eddie Murphy scene in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And Victor Maitland is inside the club and Eddie walks up uh, to the major D. And he wants to get inside the, the, the place to talk to Victor Maitland. 
mm-hmm. but he's not dressed right. And the guy says, uh, excuse me, sir. And then Eddie makes the choice of, yes, hi, I'm looking for Victor Maitland. Right? So the choice of how he was going to fulfill his desire and get yeah. around the obstacle was, yes, man, hi, I'm looking for Victor Maitland. Right? So that <laughs> choice is what makes Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. Right? Imagine Sylvester Stallone in the same scene. Yeah, I am looking for Victor Maitland. Yeah. And then he punches the guy in the face and walks in. Right? So the choice is what makes you, you as an actor. It's about your choices with the desire and the obstacle. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. that's what makes people unique. So to answer your question, that's the long way to answer your question. You use... I use my personal experiences now as my thoughts versus trying to use the character's experiences. I find similar things that I can understand that are me because nobody knows what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. When you're watching a movie, you don't know what I'm thinking, right? So the scene is already set. So I could be thinking anything. I only need to think something that creates the similar emotion. I don't actually have to be thinking about what the scene calls for. Mm-hmm. So that's the trick that I started to to be able to use. I use my toolbox and my deepest emotions to create the 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 um, the the requisite experience that the audience needs to have without putting things in my mind and making myself like things that I'm not going to be able to let go of. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, this is good. This sounds hard, but this is good. Okay. Well, no, so there, so let's break it down because it's the simplest part is you start with what does the person want? Which is a little bit easier because in law school, it's a negotiating tactic. Like, right. what's the objective... Where are we aligned? Where do we disagree? Absolutely. Absolutely. But then come the the other party, which is different from law school. So no, but it's really similar because I, you know, in what what it is is once you understand this pattern, you're gonna see it everywhere in life. Yeah. This is the central human interactive necessity Mm -hmm. to understand what do you want and what do they want and what are the obstacles. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right. So um, uh, I heard Barack Obama say one time, he said um, in in law school, uh, one of his professors had said something to him about um, the idea that if you are the uh, defense, then you should prepare the prosecution. Right. If you go to the other side and you what are they going to say? Let's understand everything on the other side Mm -hmm. and understanding what the attack is going to be. Then we'll we'll formulate our defense. Yeah. But that comprehension of the other side, that thorough, non-emotional, wide open understanding of the other side is where divine wisdom and harmony come from. Oh Lord. Now another Willy Lama moment. We need to have like a thing that comes to like ding ding. No Willy Lama moment. 
could be scratching. I be giving like there's a there's a thing you told me a long time ago that's still on a posted on my mirror right now, and it says mm-hmm. love without expectation. Yeah. Simple as those three words are. Or as you would say, excruciating. Excruciating. To have to do is it's just difficult. But let us do this. I do want to know, um, as we transition into getting into character, um, if you enjoy rapping mm-hmm. or acting better, and if that's changed over time for you. So I, I used to say uh, that there is nothing like being on stage with 30,000 people in the audience and drums, please. Bring, bring, yeah. bring, 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 like, and that, hits. that whole thing with you, by the way. Uh, you know, <laughs> where people hear the beginnings of a record they've been waiting for and that <sighs> there is actually nothing in entertainment better than when that feeling and that rise of the audience. Right. Yeah. Um, but as I'm getting older and my, as, as my, my life and my mind is turning inward. Right. And I'm, I'm recognizing that the, the, my, my power of manifestation is way greater looking in than it is clawing out. Wow. Right? Acting. Say again? I said, that's another one, y'all. You know, as as I'm realizing, like, the the superpower Mm -hmm. of understanding me. Yeah. And I'm spending more time um, not trying to adjust external circumstances. I'm spending more time paying attention to my thoughts and my emotions around a situation. Um, Stopping blaming people. If I don't feel good, if I don't feel good, it's because of me. And as I'm taking that responsibility, acting is sort of passing music as uh, where I'm enjoying spending my time. I'm learning so much more about me and about life, um, about love and I'm coming. I'm coming into a, a not, not to be spooky, but I'm like I'm. I'm coming into a, a just a deeper power of manifestation. You know, being able to to create the things I want uh, by working smarter, not harder. You know, doing less to get more. And I can tell because you are busy. I think the one thing that people may not understand about you, and that's a whole podcast by itself, is your work ethic is bananas. Yeah, like, not crazy. I realized a whole long time ago that I'm I'm not the most talented person, right? When I look at Denzel, you know, and um Sidney Poitier, you know, even playing Muhammad Ali. When I look at other uh, people, there's there's a talent level that I don't I don't feel like I was naturally blessed with that overwhelming talent where I was blessed with is um, a deep and unbreakable work ethic. Yeah. Like it, it's like I, I knew that I would have to work harder than the other guy 
to just be even, hmm. you know. And, you know, my father was a real firm disciplinarian. He was in the military and he was all about making a plan and following it through. You know, he sent me to get his cigarettes uh, one time and I got distracted, you know. And uh, he, he said to me, when I send you on a mission, there's two possibilities. Either you return with the mission complete or you're dead. Oh, he told me that to get his cigarettes. Right. Yep. So, <laughs> that, that'll be it into you. That, right. That'll do it. So that became that became the two options I gave myself. I'm going to be the biggest movie star in the world or I'm going to be dead. Right? right. So you you it's the type of thing, again, how you build a construct in your mind mm-hmm. and you use that construct to control your action, to push you forward. You know, um, it's interesting. We were talking about how you build a character by what do they want, right? Yeah. So I wanted to be the biggest actor in the world, right? So a question that we would get to later, that's the real juicy question is, why do they want it? Yeah. Right? Are you trying to have whole-on therapy in here today? (laughs) Right? And yeah. then when you get into why do they want it, now you open up the psyche of a person in a way that is, is, is the, for me, it's the most fun that I have in life trying to understand a character, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I wanted to be the biggest movie star in the world. Well, why did he want it? Well, I wanted it because my girlfriend cheated on me when I was 13 and I thought that if I was the biggest movie star in the world, nobody would ever be able to cheat on me. Wow. Right. So that creator reason, that's the only reason or is that the biggest driver? That was the biggest driver. There was always ancillary things about it. But when I made the decision that I wanted to be the biggest movie star in the world, it was, it was to defend myself from being able to be left and abandoned in terms of love. Man, that's right? Yeah. You know, so when you build those kinds of things for characters, when you get in away from yourself, you can use yourself to understand your character. Because essentially, um, you know, a lot of people disagree with this, but we are all very similar, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the psychological um, extremes that people choose might be, uh, might seem bizarre, but the basic structure of why people do the things they do are very similar. You'll never find a person that you can't understand why they did what they did. You may not agree. Yeah. You may not agree, but you'll definitely be able to have the emotional comprehension Mm -hmm. of, I was watching this thing on Netflix last night, the emotional comprehension of why this guy got embarrassed on the Jenny Jones show. Yeah, I was watching that too. He got embarrassed. Yes. And then some things transpired between the time of the embarrassment and the murder. Mm -hmm. But none of us, we would call that insane. Right. Yeah. But 
If you go into the psychology of it, you won't agree, but you'll definitely be able to track the steps. Yeah. Right. So as an actor, when I watch something like that, I'm I'm watching deeply for the psychology that led a person to that action Mm -hmm. and all of the psychology of the characters around. Yeah. And the first thing I'm looking for is the desire. What was the desire? And you look at the conflicting desires and that's the definition of drama. Hmm. Yeah. The days of our lives. Right. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. So are we um, getting into the the characters? Character. All right. So which one? I so there 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 was there was a couple scenes I pulled up. Yeah. Let me let me get my scripts. You know, you might remember lines a little better than me. I got to get my scripts. While he's pulling that up, one thing that um, I heard was, "Did you decide not to do the Matrix?" Come on now, come on now. You don't you see? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't hear. I could. I didn't hear what you said. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, okay. That's okay. Convenient. I didn't hear you. Yeah. That's real convenient. Yeah. <laughs> my yes, my I, internet that's, is broken. Yeah. No, I made. I'm, I. I. Uh, I made an awful error. I made an awful error. <laughs> but yes, I did. I did. I made Wild Wild West instead of the Matrix. And and who are you going to be in the Matrix? Will just so people understand. Neo. And Neo is the gentleman that's walking up to yeah. the world on this pitch. But okay. it's better. It was better this way. It was better this way. <laughs> he was better. All right, go ahead. Play it, Brock. Let's watch it. Come on. I ain't going to bite you. Come around here and let me have a look at you. My goodness, look at you. You turned out all right, didn't you? How do you feel? I, uh... I know you're not sleeping. We'll get to that. Why don't you come and have a sip this time? Maybe I'll stand. Well, suit yourself. I felt like sitting. I know. So that's probably that. That's a really, really complex scene. Now that I'm now that I'm looking at that, but so. You see those long, quiet pauses yes. in the beginning, right? I was like, how do they do that? That right. yeah. I don't like dead space in real life. Right. So, like, so yeah. but can you feel how the dead space makes you lean in? Mm-hmm. Literally. Right? Yes. <laughs> right? So what good actors know how to do is you can feel their intention. You don't even have to exactly know what it is, but you can feel that there's a cat and mouse going on in that scene, right? And they probably spent a month going through and talking about that scene and figuring out the moments, right? So Neo has the moment where the, the, the Oracle says, sit down. Right. And he pauses. She says, he says, I'll stand. And she says, suit yourself. And then he sits down and he decided to sit. Right. So that's the stuff that people don't always comprehend. But as an actor, so he's in a situation 
where the Oracle knows things about him that he doesn't want her to know. He doesn't want her to know whether he's going to sit down or not. So the game he's playing, you would say, what does he want? He wants to confuse the Oracle. Mm-hmm. Right? So words like confuse are the words that actors use from take to take. You try something different. Mm-hmm. You might want to try to piss off the Oracle. Mm-hmm. You're going to try to um, disrupt the Oracle. Right? So a system of wants is what you're creating for a scene, right? Because you move from one to the other as you move through. So I love that he's there for a macro reason, dude. You're trying to get information from the Oracle, but then he has a conflicting emotion. He feels so exposed in that moment that she knows everything. She says, you know, I know you're not sleeping, but we'll get to that. How yeah. does she know he's not sleeping? And that confuse that fucking irritates him. Mm-hmm. So what he's trying to do is find some comfort. He wants to feel comfortable in front of the oracle. So the tiniest little thing of whether he sits down or stands up becomes deeply important to the character, right? And that's how you craft moments um, for for emotional and psychological authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a lot. It's too much quiet space. We would just be looking at each other. Go to the next scene. I think this is good. <laughs> this is a good one right here. I like this one. You just so trying this- to make me look crazy on it. <laughs> so this is the one. This is the one we're going to do. So this is misery. I know you've been out. What? You've been out of your room. No, I haven't. Paul, my little ceramic penguin in the study always faces due south. Look at his hand. He's reaching. He's reaching. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Is this what you're looking for? I know you've been out twice, Paul. First, I couldn't figure out how you did it. But last night, I found your key. I know I left my scrapbook out. I can imagine what you might be thinking of me. But you see, Paul, it's all okay. Last night, it came so clear. I realize you just need more time. Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Paul, do you know about the early days of the Kimberly Diamond Mines? Do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? Don't worry, they didn't kill them. That would be like junking a Mercedes just because it had a broken spring. No, if they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working. But they also had to make sure they could never run away. The operation was called hobbling. 
Like the beauty of that is, so we would say crazy, yeah. right? You look at her and say, oh man, she's crazy. Deranged. Deranged, right? <laughs> that is an actor's like cardinal sin. Nobody is crazy, right? <laughs> As an actor, you lose your ability to act Lord. if you think negatively of your character you can't consume thoughts and feelings that you think of as wrong you have to understand why to that mind it's right i got some tightness in my chest about this <laughs> but that's the but as actors that's the things that we struggle with you disagree yeah. with something so vehemently that you can't perform it Ugh. Okay. Right. <laughs> so how how do you how do you connect with someone who's like I'm a I'm a hobble you I'm gonna tell you this whole story with a grin on my face and then I'm gonna knock break your ankles. So for you, yeah, you would start to mine your experiences, right? So when you told that man, boy, bye, right? I wasn't gonna break his ankles, Will. So what you do though is. That was a um, that that was a digital media hobbling, right? <laughs> <laughs> so rather than going to the dark space of the character, right? Yeah. So what part did he touch of you? What was he saying that was so incensing to you that? You had to tell him boy bye on national television. Which part? <laughs> and then, no, for real. And then think about in that moment. I know we're not going to get partisan, but in this, <laughs> like, we could just have to be for real for a moment. This is like during the height of like the 2016 elections coming to just like a head. And mm -hmm. I have been arguing with so many dumb ass people yep. about like basic stuff. Like in that same discussion, he was talking about Barack Obama wasn't from America because he was born in Hawaii. Right. I'm sorry. Okay, now, stay there. Okay. Hold that emotion. Okay. Okay. Now, forget the scene. Now, let's do the words. Do you have the words in front of you? I have the words. Now, I'm going to be that man. Okay. So, use these words to transmit that emotion that you feel. Talk, just use these same words, but be in that circumstance in your mind. 
Okay, time out. Yep. Don't you feel like Annie really loves Paul, but she crazy and she's right. trying to like. Oh, I love him. this. Yes, exactly. Like she, I, don't, I didn't love him hoes. I, <laughs> I feel like we might right. be channeling the wrong emotion right now. So as, as acting exercises, okay, you okay. run through all the different ones until you find the one that hits it for you. So you like basically... I'm the student, you the coach. That's what you're telling me right now. Right, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, so what it is, is you're going to search your inner world okay. for the emotion that's most similar. And you're, rather than going to method acting and trying to hobble, okay. you're going to access your emotional comprehension okay. from your life. And you're just going to use these words, right? So let's try one. That's not the loving version. And then we'll make our way back around to the loving version. Okay. Right. So my character, I'm going to be Paul. Yeah. And I have just said that Barack Obama <laughs> is not from America because he was born in Hawaii. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you have me in the position and I'm strapped down in the position in the scene. So try to use that feeling. And we'll just go through the first couple lines of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. You've been out of your room. No. No, actually, actually, uh, I haven't. Paul, my little ceramic penguin in the study always faces due south. But, right, I, I don't... Annie, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he goes and he's reaching for the knife. And then Annie has the knife. Is this what you're looking for, Paul? Mm-hmm. I know you've been out twice. My lines are on the next stage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me do this again. Let me do this right again. But that feeling, right? So... It's like she's setting them up. I get the connection now. She's right. setting them up for the okie doke. Yeah, I, I get it. So find your comfort. Go ahead, let it go. Let's go back to the top one more time. Okay. Paul, you've been out of your room. No, I haven't. Paul, my little ceramic penguin, always faces due south in the study. Annie, uh, what you're talking about? Reaches for the knife and she pulls it out. Is this what you're looking for? I know you've been out twice, Paul. I haven't been out. At first, I I couldn't figure out how you did it, but last night. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I'm trying to get my key. Mm -hmm. I found your key. Oh, oh. I know I left my scrapbook out and I can imagine what you might be thinking of me, but you see, Paul, it's all okay. No. All right. And scene. See, I like that. I like that. So can you can you feel how it's hard to hold on to the emotion of the character and how like, oh, my God, I hope I'm not looking crazy. Oh, my God, I hope I'm not sounding crazy. Oh, God. Oh, I know I sound crazy. And then I was like, I got to get a bobby pin out. I need a bobby pin out. 
So the process as we start to work through is those intruding thoughts, you get better and better at keeping the intruding thoughts out. Yeah. Right? Um, That's t- hard. T- like, my chin is sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to just water. So my chin was good. When was when was the last time you were upset with your father? Ooh. Like mad, mad, or just kind of mad? Just um in any either one. Just anything where, where you were really upset with them. Cause let's let's mess around with the love part. That's uh, somebody you love. And I'd definitely be setting him up for the hooky duck because I'd be him. <laughs> so it's, it's about him leaving the house. So my dad has been leaving the house a lot. And yeah. he's 77. He'll be 78 next month. And um, it's, it's more like a like a nagging annoyance. Like, we've been over this. So as soon as I start, he's like, Angela, I got my gloves. I got my bag. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. You know, he's like mm-hmm. on it. That's really good. Okay. All right. So set yourself in that. Let's do the first couple lines. Which is really good because the first line is you've been out of your room. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Like, dang. So, yeah. 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 Right. You've been out of your room. And then he tries to lie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, he's been out. Mm-hmm. But he's going to say, no, I haven't. Now, how does that make you feel that, you know, he was out. Your friend just called you and told you they saw your father. You confront him and he says, that he hasn't been out, right? So go ahead, start at the top. Paul, you've been out of your room. No, that's not true, I haven't. Paul, my little ceramic penguin in the study always faces due south. Listen, Annie, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been out. Hmm. Reaches for the knife, he's reaching for the knife. Is this what you're looking for? Mm. I know you've been out twice, Paul. At first, I I couldn't figure out how you did it. But last night, I found your key. Yes. And I know I, I left my scrapbook out. And I can imagine what you might be thinking of me. But you see, Paul, it's all okay. Go to the next piece. Now. You're begging your father to stay in the house with this next piece. You just want him to stay in the house. Okay. And you don't you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this, but you don't want to have to do this, and you're hoping he doesn't make you do this. Okay. Action. Do you know about the early days of the Kimberly Diamond Mine? No. Do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? Don't worry, they didn't kill them. No, if they if they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working. But they also had to make sure they could never run away. The operation was called hobbling. Look, Annie, look, whatever you're thinking about doing, don't do it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, please don't do it. God will trust you. It's for the best. Oh, what's my line? Uh, Annie, Annie, for God's sakes, please. Ah! Essie. 
Ooh. You trying to say I'm a crazy person? That's deep. But can I tell you how I need to go to the gym? You know that five pound weight almost took me out. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> That's fantastic. But yeah, okay. so, so it, it, it's like, and then so what we would do is keep running through all of the different approaches and angles and one line a little different. And then what happens on the day, you throw it all away and then you see what comes mm -hmm. after you've embodied the ideas, right? But you don't have to comprehend um, trying to keep an author that you love in the bed. Your father going out helps you understand the emotion. Mm -hmm. So you go deeper into your own emotional comprehension and yeah. then you superimpose it over the character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's a, you you definitely got this. You you know, you, you just, <laughs> that's your just that's your first audition. Oh, all right, audition. <laughs> um, I feel like the thing that would stress me out the most is how many times you guys have to go over scenes. How many, oh. like, what's the the most the most amount of times you got over a scene? Like, what's the highest amount? So, you know, for a scene like, um, so in, in movies, there's always going to be critical scenes, mm -hmm. right? So there will be the scene that the entire movie hinges on. Wow, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, um... The, the last bad boys, mm -hmm. right? So basically the breakup scene with me and Martin. Yeah. Right? So, yo, you gonna let a motherfucker dump me out in the street and you ain't gonna do shit, right? We literally did that scene a hundred times. Wow. Right? I mean, over, over about a six-week period. Mm -hmm. um, but we had been working on it for eight months. Yeah. Right. So you keep going and you keep and you find another nuance and something else comes out of it. And the more deeply you understand the emotion of it. Right. So, for example, I've never been shot. Right. But I've definitely had a friend betray me when something went down and they're not going to be there. Yeah. Right. So I know what that is. So when I'm walking in on, on up on Martin's character, like, whoa, 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 hold up. Right. Because I've been there for people a lot that have betrayed me. Yeah. So the emotion I'm tapping into is my personal experiences of being betrayed. And I'm just putting that in the scene. Mm -hmm. But the 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 story of what's going on is carrying people's psychological engagement. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to go as far as knowing what it's like to be on a ventilator and, and all of that. I just have to, I understand what it's like to be hurt. I understand what it's like for somebody to attack you out of, out of nowhere where you feel like you didn't do nothing to them. Mm -hmm. And then I understand what it's like to have a friend not support you after somebody fucking sucker punch you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So all of that is the emotion I'm tapping into in the scene. And I'm superimposing that over the fiction of the film. Mm -hmm. And the more you understand yourself, the more you'll be able to understand your characters.
And that's the same in love relationships. It's the same in political debate. It's, it's the same throughout all human interaction. The more you comprehend you, the more you comprehend your own personal pain and suffering, the more you'll be able to develop compassion and harmony with others. That's a good word, Will Smith. Guess how we do. Well, I appreciate this. This is good. I this think is so much fun. You will have trained up a lot of people. It just in case, you know, acting don't work out for you. You got a career in acting coaching, okay? <laughs> I love it though. What well, really you know, these this type of thing to work on a scene would be six hours. Wow. So we would normally set aside six hours to go through it. And the first couple of hours, we would just talk about your life. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would want to get an, a comprehension of where your emotional uh, difficulties and triggers and joys. Right. To understand, to tap into, to wake up those parts of you in the scenes. Yeah. Wow, this was so cool. And all of the Willy Llama gems. I hope it blesses y'all like they always bless (laughs) me. There's a few post-its I can put on my mirror from today. So I appreciate you. I appreciate it. I think you're spectacular. Stay safe. All right, love. All right, thank you. Thank you. For all my children of the light, born in the sinning, but steady striving to do right. My people are warriors. All we know is to fight. Pray, they see God and everything I write here.